just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Hey, sports fans, welcome to Sports Nerds. Here are your hosts, Dr. Samuel J. and Dr. Brian Schrader. Hey, um, Brian, I wanted to announce to our fans that you're going to be out of town and your house is going to be empty for the next week. Is that correct? Uh, no, we got a we got a dog sitter, so we're not empty. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what, what, a, what address is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so a dog sitter. Um, do you get the neighbors to, to sit the dog? How does it work? Uh, it's like a, 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 a friend that we know through. It was one of, one of my kids' former preschool teachers who kind of does it as a side hustle really she's awesome yeah huh i feel bad because our dog is incontinent as you know Ooh. yeah but luckily her 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 steamers are pretty solid but still it's like uh hey neighbor Allie, uh can you let our dog out there's going to be shit everywhere that you're gonna have to clean up but i thought incontinent was just pee is that poop too oh it's both it's both yeah for it's sure different you're, looking for it up, you're looking it up now fecal incontinence Oh, you're right. Yeah. Bingo. Over urination or defecation. I know my poopy. It should say it should say and or. Oh, <laughs> that is true. Um, our dog had teeth. I'm gonna change. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I just you know, you have dogs. This, this also has a definition that's sort of metaphorical, like lacking self-restraint or uncontrolled. I've never heard someone be like it it says and it says the incontinent hysteria of the fans as an example. I've never I've never I've never heard an announcer be like, boy, these fans, they're incontinent with hysteria or whatever. Huh. Weird. I think we should. Uh, I really do. That's <laughs> how you learn stuff. No, we need to plug that into our vocabulary a little bit more. We need to use it. Use it more for sure. What do you mean? I guess I, okay, the more, the older my dog and dogs have, have become, right? I'm down to one dog now, but the older they get, the more I realize why people like cats. <laughs> if that makes sense. I know that sounds terrible, but like... Cats mm. just kind of go into a corner and die, right? They don't want to really be, they don't want to be bothered, but dogs. It's well, like, and you don't really need a cat sitter either, right? No, you don't need a cat I have a cat. I think I, I think I would leave my cat at the house by herself for, I think I would easily leave her for a week. She doesn't really need anything. Would your dogs eat the cat shit though? If somebody didn't come close? Oh, out? I mean, I well, I couldn't leave the dogs. I'm no, I know. If I, only, if I only had a cat. I'm just wondering, do your dogs eat cat shit? Uh, I, I, they probably would, but just the, the logistics are such that the setup, like they, they, yeah. they really don't, have, don't, they don't have any access. They can't, they yeah. can't. Yeah, I get it. My uh, daughter the other day was like, when this dog dies, can we get another one? I was like, man, I don't think that dog's going to die anytime soon. That's pretty morbid. <laughs> She's planning to off a dog. She can get a puppy. Uh, I get it. I think we're going to get a pig. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I want you another. Just had a child. And you're thinking about getting a pet. I want a big That's dog. Crazy. I want a big dog. I've. I, it's been a long time since I had a big dog. I don't what mind does having a pig. Have to do with that? No, I don't know. It's going to be like a trade off. If I get a big dog and Catherine gets a pig, but gross. I don't mind having pugs because they're like big dogs and small dog bodies. Like they have a good personality. I couldn't imagine huh. having like a Chihuahua. That would drive me nuts. No Maybe offense like to all the Chihuahua owners. Sorry out there, fans who have Yorkies, but your dogs are <laughs> not... I think it's a Pomeranian. I think it's a Pomeranian. 
Isn't it like a fucking, <laughs> it's a terrier that he has. No, that's uh, a big Lebowski line. Did you miss it? No, I got it. When Walter comes, oh, okay. Yeah, good. yeah. it's at the bowling alley. He's got the Cynthia and Marty definitely Ack- not a Pomeranian. Cynthia and Marty Ackerman's dog. <laughs> Sage. Yeah. I know. It's a show dog with fucking papers. <laughs> you can't afford it. It's hair falls out. It gets upset. <laughs> it's hair falls out. It's not taking your fucking turn, dude. Uh, uh, at bowling last Sunday, this guy had like a really well placed Happy Gilmore line. Yeah, which was funny to his credit. I think he was a little drunk. Word, word. And then proceeded to do like the entire fucking movie. Was it annoying? Just, it was super. It, yeah, it was like good job, nice line, and then I got it. It was out of fucking control. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the difference between a good. He was on it for a moment, but lost it. It's a difference. That's. I felt like that's what I was doing. I was just like, now I'm just gonna repeat every line from that scene i'm gonna leave yeah but we're on the same page like we're not annoying each other but i know what you mean like <laughs> like hey, cool you've seen the movie a thousand times i know that i know the lines you got and it's a good movie listen happy gilmore jacket green jacket who gives a shit yeah happy gilmore's a good movie i mean big lebowski good movie, good movie too but i mean it's better i think most people would agree happy gilmore is objectively a higher quality film Oh, it's a joke. I'm I know. Kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a a better made film than uh, yeah. a Coen Brothers. <laughs> Did you watch any of the Oscars? By the way, a lot has happened since we last recorded. I had a kid. Yeah, a, um, a third child. I, I checked in like once or twice, but didn't sit through. I feel like I was doing something. When you got it was Sunday, I was probably bowling. You probably were. Did you? But did you watch any of the movie? Yeah, I probably was. Yeah, I watched a lot of them. Did you see nineteen seventeen? Um, I have not seen 1917. Okay. Of the of the best picture nominees, I saw um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Obviously, uh, I saw Marriage Story. I saw The Irishman. I saw I don't I can't remember the rest of them. I watched a bunch of uh, that dude Bong Joon Joe or Bong Joon whatever his name is the Korean guy mm-hmm. that Donald Trump blasted for winning the best picture. I haven't seen that one yet. The Parasite. Because a bunch of people on Twitter were like, you should go back and watch the old stuff first. Mm-hmm. He's got two of his movies are on Netflix. Um, Okja's one, which is like a big, super genetically modified pig, which is a pretty great, great movie. Okay. But the even better one, he has got, he's got one on there called Snowpiercer, which is outstanding. It's such a good movie. All right. Good to know. That I gotta check apparently should have, should have generated a bunch of, it, it basically didn't get widely distributed because um, it got, uh, this dude, the Korean dude, made it, and then it got bought by Miramax or the Weinstein Company or some permutation, whatever of those it two is. Things. Oh yeah, and they had this was a long time ago, but before before all the Weinstein stuff, but but it didn't get uh, widely distributed because Weinstein wanted him to change some stuff, and he refused to, so they just gave it like a really tiny release. But it's a sweet movie. It's got the the guy from Captain America. I don't know his name. Um, it's a badass movie though. The premise is. Global warming uh, is, you know, become a real problem. So they use like a Highlander two sort of um, plan to stop it. They release this gas that's meant to block out a little bit of the sun, but it works too well and plunges the world into an ice age. And the only people that are alive are these people that happen to be on this train that this eccentric millionaire built um, that goes all the way around the world on one single track, and it takes it one year to do it. Um, And it's like a, it's got like a perpetual, infinite engine or something like that. Um, and so those are, those are the only people that are alive on the planet are the people that are on this train. Um, but they, 
they all got on it like in based on social class, right? If you were rich, you were in first class. If you were, you know, economy class, et cetera, there was kind of a steered right. section. And then they retained those rigid class lines. And so society is like the train becomes a microcosm of society. And it's kind of a satire about it. What's the name of it? Fucking awesome. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. All right. I got to check it out. Is this our sports podcast? Yeah, this is our, our, this our, um, our, <laughs> our Korean film podcast. It's a. Uh... Very yeah. niche out there. Um, so, so you should go watch. You're, I mean, you have you have a degree in in film, right? You got you should go. Watch all I have two degrees awesome. in film, Brian. I have two, two, two degrees in film. I yeah, apologize. as you should. And and how many of the best picture nominees did you see? Uh, one, two. No, I used to. Oh, we used to have parties. We used to have parties for Oscars. But yeah. then, uh, what happened? They're only fun if everyone's seen all the movies. Yeah. Where you actually like fill out a fill yeah. out a bracket or yeah. whatever. It used to be great. Then we had kids. And, uh, yeah. you know, life gets in the way. I'm sure there was some sort of basketball game or something on a, on a Sunday afternoon. Probably. One of these days we'll get back to our, to our lives. I, Catherine had a beer, her first beer last night. <laughs> she, nice. she was like halfway in. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but it had to be a Bong Joon Ho. I said his name wrong. Sorry. You're good. Not Bong Joon Joe. I seen, I saw Ford, Ford versus Ferrari too. I heard that was really good. I need to see that. It had no chance, but it was a pretty okay, good movie. Noted. Uh, we should talk about sports. Yeah. It's been a while. Sure. Uh, you're well. Ford versus Ferrari. It's a good transition. You like you like the the, the Daytona Five. I do. Right? I do. I watched the last. Uh, well, I watched a good bit of it, I guess, on that Monday because it was. Uh, they had to move it from Sunday. Yeah, Rained her out. Yeah, I, I do like a, a good stock car race by Gotti. Uh, they're fun. It's good. It's a good sporting event for consuming alcohol. And that's so much of, of my life anymore is drinking. I guess that's a problem. <laughs> people call that a problem. The last time that we recorded, between between then and now, I had a third kid. You came to Denver. We yeah. hung out a lot. Play, played some golf. Uh, yeah, I think it was basically just a, a way to, to, to hang out with your buddy for three days. Yeah. So it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Um, you've been good. Things are good in Michigan. Your kids got a snow day. Um, oh yeah, Kobe died. That's what happened. Kobe died. That's what happened. I think you know. You and I had talked a lot uh, in the in the hours and days that that followed Kobe's helicopter crash, and we talked a lot about the 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 sordid past of Kobe, um, the 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 Phoenix like re-rise of Kobe, and now I guess the the respect that is given to Kobe, but I think we wanted to talk about cult of celebrity a bit today. Are we, do you think we're far enough removed from Kobe's death to, to go to dive a little deep in that? Honestly, it probably depends on who you ask, right? The memorial was two days ago. I think so. I think what so. are your thoughts first and foremost on the cult of celebrity? Can you put it in academic terms? Can you sound smart when you're talking about it? Do it. I th maybe. Maybe I can. I don't know. I think that's the thing that I, I I sort of made up when we were texting. That there's, and it's it's not just about celebrity deaths. It's not just about celebrity death culture. But um, but there's there's something about the 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 pedestal that celebrity gets placed on that is is sort of hard to square. Um, and it and I think it means that that um the connections that we feel to a celebrity's contributions to culture and society become kind of fused with the person themselves in ways that create kind of 
some cognitive dissonance, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense, right? So, and if we're not talking about Kobe, for example, we could we could we could use a different example. Um, uh, think think about debates where you're kind of asked to separate um, the art that an artist produce produces um, from the actions of that mm -hmm. artist, right? Is it okay for me to be a um, you know Bill Cosby fan, a la I think his stand up is funny, or I like the Cosby Show, um, while simultaneously recognizing that that obviously bill cosby turned out to be a pretty terrible mm -hmm. person or you know we could have the same conversation about um a michael jackson or something like that or, or honestly even a, even a kobe bryant right can i be a sports fan that says i recognize um that in terms of kobe's contributions to the game of basketball that that he's you know a, a top 10 important figure in in the, in the history of the game but simultaneously kind of recognize that um, he uh, was was imperfect as a person, as we mm -hmm. all are, and that that's something that we should we should we should recognize. I think the the cult of celebrity, and particularly the ce celebrity death cult, is people who have who struggle with um, separating art from artist. That that they over determine who a person yeah. is based on their contributions to. I mean, this is broadly speaking, but contributions to culture. So. If you're an art, the art you produce. If you're a, you know, an, uh, an an actor, it's the same thing, I suppose. If you're a an athlete, it's your 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 meaningfulness to the the sport in which you participate. Um, and I think I think I saw that with people. I think people were really struggling after after Kobe died to sort of really understand what it was that they were upset about. Like I don't know Kobe Bryant, obviously, yeah. so I can only feel as sad about his passing as I would anyone else that I don't know, which is that, that, which is, which is empathy, right? Like I, I understand how, if he was a member of my family or someone that I knew, if he was a friend, I can understand why people would be sad and therefore I can sort of be empathetic. Right. But I can't be personally sad yeah. about it. Does that yeah. make sense? But some people, I think we're sort of doing both of those things. I might be crossing a line here. I don't want to tell anyone how they, how they ought to grieve. But this is when people would get like really defensive about bringing up the sexual assault yeah. stuff. Um, this is uh, who I can't remember the name of the reporter uh, and, or the institution that she wrote for. But right after this happened, someone was like, "Hey, remember this guy got accused of, uh, you know, raping someone in uh, in Colorado back in the the two, early two thousands, yeah. right? Um, and got suspended from her job. Uh, later, that got that got taken back. But that's that's a pretty wild example of, um, I think." struggling to figure out exactly how we should think about celebrity in general and, and Kobe's passing more specifically. I don't know. That's my best, my best attempt. I'm uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's something that I, I think the cult of celebrity or a lot of it is projecting our own personal uh, shortcomings, issues, what have you onto somebody else in the form of, of a celebrity. Like there's, there's, there's something that we see in that person that allows us to do it in a way. Like, and I think I, like we can bring in, we, I, we can bring in some, some work on, on myth and rhetoric here. That's what separates the human from the gods, right? Like we can't identify with the, a monotheistic God in the way that we can identify with say a hero like a hercules right there's something about a hercules like mm -hmm. the the uh that kind of that bridging of man and god that is identifiable for for us as human beings that just doesn't happen when we're thinking about uh, a a god with a big g or a um an allah or something like that and i think these are things that are so and, and this is important this is all kind of constructed reality too this is this is this is all this is all the power of narrative when it comes to that 
to go back to Kobe, I think that that, that there's a, there's a mortality slash immortality to a, a celebrity like Kobe Bryant that allows us to kind of project and to identify and to kind of leverage in order to get something positive or to get some sort of sense from it that we can't maybe um, by others that are in our daily lives. Like Kobe has achieved or, or is, has achieved something that we can never achieve greatness, right? In, in, in sports, in sports. And so there's something, there's a functionality, I suppose, to the cult of celebrity. And, and you and I were talking, I think a lot of it uh, to me is at least there's, there is, um, an overcoming of mortality in the celebrity. Kobe's going to be remembered forever. Marilyn Monroe is going to be remembered forever, long after that person has died. And so being able to have some level of identification with that person almost makes us forget about our own mortality. And I think there's, there is something there. We should probably expand a little bit further on it. I just think it's a problem when we are trying to kind of deal with our own mortality because that kind of rhetorical function, purging or, or projecting onto somebody else, kind of allows us to not have real conversations about death or real conversations about the yeah. complex things in life, the hard things in life. Because instead, we can just kind of jump. We can we can go right to this narrative, right to this sense-making tool that is, in this case, the cult of celebrity or just celebrity in general, and not have to have the difficult conversations with loved ones, with people who matter, the day-to-day, -day, the hard stuff stuff we're not we don't have to do because the rhetorical function of these people or these narratives allow us to kind of move past that to to take the leap without having to have the difficult conversation is the is, you mean, yeah, yeah go ahead i don't disagree with anything you say but i also <laughs> think there's something about kind of the ritual of public okay yeah tell me more about that. that yeah that has been that has been exacerbated by social media which is okay Oh yeah. When yeah. Marilyn Monroe died or, you know, someone kind of pre-social media died, you'd read about it and maybe you'd chat about it with your friends or whatever, but I assume it's it's cycle as a topic of conversation was pretty short, right? Mm -hmm. And there was no and there was no expectation that you had to sort of chime in, which is not true. When 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 Kobe died, it was at least I know our our Twitter feeds look different, but it was like 80% of my Twitter feed was was people uh, commenting past ground information that had already been passed around. Obviously, early on, there was some weird misinformation and that sort of stuff. But it was um, people, I think, feeling the need to sort of weigh in and and publicly state that they were feeling um, grief over over Kobe Bryant's passing. Uh, and I, again, I'm not I'm not I'm not telling people how to how to grieve, and I'm not suggesting that any of it was disingenuous, but. I do wonder if uh, it, it gets played up a little bit, if it's if it's performed a little bit more. I mean, uh, again, I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead or question anybody's motives, but did you did you see the memorial two days ago? Uh huh. I it did. It was insane. I, I mean, it was a yeah. huge, who's who of celebrity, and this is something that I've noticed a lot recently. That that it seems like we're we're much higher on kind of that celebrity deaths. At least at least seem to me to be talked about more. And more and more people are, are, are weighing in, in in ways where I'm like, oh, that's weird. I didn't know that you were a basketball fan or, oh, I didn't know that you, you know, were a big Prince fan or I didn't know that you cared that much about um, who just died. Uh, what's his face? Free Fallen. That one actually got me a little bit. But Tom. What's that guy's name? Tom Petty. There you go. Exactly. You, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like I think people come out of the woodworks to participate in a ritual of of public mourning and of and of public grief. And it kind of 
becomes a, 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 a monster that takes on its own, its own identity and, and all signs point to it getting worse, not better. So that is, I guess what you're saying is <clears throat> that's a lot more self-serving, I guess there's, there's a different affective experience or there's a different affective value taken from needing to demonstrate grief than I guess privately looking for a narrative or a rhetorical um, product that you can kind of purge grief into, if that makes sense. Yeah. Can I say There's this a, too? Yeah, go, it's go, not go. like Kobe was really a public figure the last four or five years. Right, right. He, I mean, he played the last few years he was playing in the league. I mean, he had some, he had some moments, you know, he dropped 80 in a game. He shot those free throws after he tore his Achilles, et cetera. Um, but I mean, the Lakers weren't any good. And then yeah. he, he kind of retires and it, really we hadn't heard much from him. At least I, I, I don't feel like I'd seen much of him. I mean, he, he produced that movie um, like Dear Basketball or whatever it was called and, yeah. and, and won an Oscar, but that was two years ago, maybe. And, and you just really hadn't seen much from him. Right. Mm -hmm. So the idea that people might uh, collectively grieve over a public figure with whom they feel like they have a relationship to borrow a communication term, like a parasocial relationship, someone who's constantly on TV or constantly uh, uh, sort of present, virtually present in our lives. It makes more sense that we would say, Oh, their death is, is, is traumatic because there's a lack there. There's an absence where that person used to be present, but Kobe was kind of, I mean, he just sort of slipped into obscurity is not the right word, but he certainly seemed to have been relishing his private life and his, and his privacy. And he was just kind of living with his family. So it's not like he was any more absent. Honestly, his death made him more present than absent. To me. More, oh, man. No, that, that's a really good point. That's a really, really excellent point. I'm wondering if, if, if it's, if Kobe Bryant specifically represents something in this moment that makes his death unique from those kinds of deaths that you're talking about right like a surprise it's not to say the death of somebody who is in the in the limelight when they die right like a sh not to say his death wasn't shocking but it's not as if um it was the death of lebron james right um it's it, it or mm, that's interesting <sighs> it's, it's, it know. would be different if it's lebron james right yeah it would be way different for sure for sure it would be I mean, do you think that? And, and I think that 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 presence to yeah. me, in a way, kind of excuses is the wrong word, but but sort of validates or justifies a feeling of not just empathy but genuine grief, because you might gen you might feel because of a person's virtual presence that you have that they're a part of your lives, right? Yeah, you might genuinely feel sad, but that's that's and, and again, <laughs> no judgment here. Grieve however the fuck you want, um, but. Kobe, for a dude who seemed to have been kind of absent, his death, it seems like it would be difficult for it to, to trigger that same sort of grief feeling if, if it's a person that you didn't know. Well, also, 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 I think... And by the way, it should be very clear. I'm not talking about his wife or his friends. Obviously, those people should be mortified. I'm talking about, you know, people who only knew Kobe watching him play basketball on TV. I'm talking about you and me. Yep, the vast majority of people who who are posting on Twitter after yes. his death. Do you think that the outpouring? Now, I mean, we haven't even talked about Kobe's daughter, 
right? I think that's that's its own tragedy, right? That needs to be. Yes. It's like obvious. You and it's I, a, as, it's as a, fathers, it's a worst. It's a worst tragedy. Worst tragedy, tragedy. Yeah. Tragedy. I would argue that had Kobe died tragically during his final season, we would not be as vocal as grief as as publicly grief struck as we are now i think that i think that there is a there was a there is a purity that happens through time there is a purity this is i mean this is where nostalgia goes like this is this is nostalgia 100 right there is a purification that happens in those years between kobe's last game and, and and you know his death that allowed for the the acceptance or the the forgiveness the the ignoring of those uh of you know his his sexual assaults his sexual assault right in the past that would not have i, I don't think happened had he died while still playing basketball there I was a lot of remembering press. but i think Sorry. there was a lot of negative press about kobe in those last I, yeah, I was just, because I was he just brought his say. team down. I mean, this this is not you and I talking. This is we're talking NBA. We're talking NBA uh, commentators. We're talking you know uh, sports journalists bagging on Kobe as being this guy who who played way longer than he should have and who actually kind of taking, harmed taking too much money. Yes, and harmed the Lakers organization. Like yeah. that was that was the that was the, the the kind of perspective that was the argument. And and we're nobody's that purification. That has happened in the years since allows um, those kind of those kind of kind of perspectives to not be heard or not need to be heard. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I was I was going to say the exact same thing. That that a more ripe narrative of him stucking up too much salary cap and 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 uh, not being not going out and recruiting veteran players for super teams, which was very much in vogue at that point. And I, I think there was an element of not being really great at sort of. Uh, taking young players under his wing seemed mm-hmm. to be a lot of the, the stuff that was being said those last couple of years. It was more about the the Kobe tour, you know, kind of putting up eighty, uh, in a very individualist view of 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 kind of success that wasn't really about team or about team success, but rather about kind of personal and individual accolades. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I don't think I don't think he. I mean, he. It's I think LeBron is definitely a more kind of mythic. Um, heroic figure, at least in the narratives that we tell about him, than than Kobe kind of ever was. Yeah, which 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 again is not like necessarily a problem. There's examples of other uh, contemporary or not contemporary but modern day uh, NBA players who have the same problem, right? Who's the dude who plays for the Rockets? Who played for Oklahoma City? James Harden. Uh, no, the other one. Uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I mean he's got like this sort of bad boy, you know too intense, too competitive, Mamba-esque sort of thing about him. So it's not its not like Kobe was alone in, in having that sort of view. I'm just saying, yeah, I don't think he was seen, I don't, I don't think he had the same good PR that LeBron does. Right, And and, and maybe part of that is the, the off-the-court off sort of stuff or just not really knowing. I mean, LeBron, to his credit, I think is really uh, – um, exemplary in terms of what you should do off the off the court yeah yeah and and building a brand maybe maybe there's some sort of old school new school break between between a a kobe and a lebron i don't know this is a total totally different 
conversation and kind of a digression. And we had just a, 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 a text back and forth on this. Do you, do you think that, that a Kobe fits in a modern NBA? Um, I mean, I think he's probably one of those transcendental players that would have figured it out. fit anywhere? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there are a ton of those, but I do think there those kind of players exist. I mean, like um, people people don't talk about it enough, but LeBron was not a good enough shooter when he came in the league to play in the modern NBA and had to work on it. And he'll say so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I'm just saying the the, the I don't think the modern NBA prioritizes pure scores, you know, as much as it does ball movement. You know, no long mm-hmm. two point jumpers, etc. I don't know. Different conversation. No, I mean, I think that there uh, that is that is. I don't think James Harden exists. I don't think he's he's that dude would have been eaten up in the 1980s NBA. Just would have been, so. yeah, for sure, man, for sure. He would have got his ass kicked. I mean, there's just it's too physical. It's way too. Yeah. Not to say he's not a big dude. Same thing. See, I think like a Steph Curry, he would have worked. <laughs> he would have been more of a of a of a Steve Carr, Steve Kerr kind of steve uh, kerr. Uh, steve kerr i don't know this is the yeah well, no, you make a good point like they don't play defense in the nba so no no but lebron he transcends i think kobe transcend i mean jordan um for sure i think pete maravich quite honestly could have played in any era just uh, there are certain guys that have intangibles length and stuff like that that make it hard to kind of guard no matter what uh yeah. era We've but this, this is a good this is a really it's, good it's, it's a Go shame that the regular season NBA and postseason NBA are just a different sport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For it's sure. Totally different sport. The, the I, postseason's I think so good. There's a lot. I've been try, trying to take a lot of notes here of our conversations. I think this is perhaps <laughs> a better paper. This might be a better paper than our than our Astros thing. Um, in the, we have two different paper ideas, but there's something there. There's definitely something there with the purification element and time, right, and, and nostalgia. Um, that happens with Kobe. And I think if we stopped down and we pointed that out, that people might be a bit more self-aware of things like hashtag girl dad, right? And like yeah. what happens between two, when did he retire? 2000 and something. What happens with the end of his career? This is exactly the problem. Uh, Nobody knows, right? Nobody knows. What happens during the- When they said his age, I was like, oh, I thought he was like 50. I thought he'd retired so much longer ago. Granted, he started playing when he was 17, so. Yeah, he played for a long time. 18, I don't know. It's whatever. just, man. We really, really just project so much onto these celebrities, onto these stars. Um, and when they, I mean, and it's funny how we critique LeBron. And you, you, I think you've been good at critiquing his playing versus his life off the court. And, you know, acknowledging that LeBron seems to just be a really good person, right? Like, um, it's hard to argue that. But I mean, I think, I think, oh man, I don't know where I was going with that, but there's so many nuances here that the tragedy of a death don't allow for. Like you, like you pointed out when we first had this, started this conversation, we can't, we can't tug on the strings of Kobe Bryant as, as a cultural figure in the days following his death, because it's just, it's impossible, right? The nuances can't be, um, can't, can't, it's taboo. It's taboo to, um, to articulate those nuances and explain that, you know, who Kobe Bryant was when he started his career is much different than who he was when he ended it, um, that he did make mistakes and all of this because instead we just want to have this kind of angelic figure 
who represents a lot of these things about who we are as people and about our society and about sports and as a whole. Uh, we want him to kind of stand in for all of these things that um, at the end of the day is kind of selfish. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's well, and it's, I think it's worse than like that they're being papered over, but yeah. that there's an active attempt to not let people point at them. This is the, the, the sports yeah. writer getting suspended over this was like, you're ruining our nostalgia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you, the, the, the nostalgia is an act of cognitive dissonance and it's cold water on it to be like, well, but Hey, wait about this. Wait, don't, don't, don't forget that. He didn't make the playoffs the last four years and, you know, he missed basically the entire 2013, 2014 season with his Achilles or whatever, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't, like, it has to be sort of a, a fuzzy harp induced uh, retrospective for, for the, for the narrative to fit that once you start pointing to it, hey, don't forget, we had this thing in, in Colorado, then, um, you know, you have to actively push back against that. Kobe has did a lot of work in those years after his retirement to improve his public image too. I think that's part of it as well. He was out there. He did do the movie. He wasn't a public figure per se, but he was doing a lot of things that can be considered good. That that certainly helped how we viewed his death. I say that because I wonder when Tiger, if, if Tiger Woods were to die, what would we think about Tiger? Mm. Like, because that's a dude who, isn't out there doing a bunch of humanitarian things. He's also not retired. I guess he's still playing. It's different, yeah. but well, I mean, he's got a foundation, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. No, he does. Do. I think he did. Yeah. They all do. Right. Um, it's just, it's just, it's intriguing. It's interesting. We didn't really get to the Astro stuff, but I think, um, we've talked about that in the, the ad nauseum prior. Do you have any closing comments? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm the people, uh, there are a lot of uh, signs being held up at, at Astros. Yeah, I'm, spring training. Twitter, spring training Twitter has been awesome on Altuve's getting heckled and that sort of stuff. People banging trash cans. Hey, listen. <laughs> Did you see? You, you, um, you got to cheat. That's what you're going to get, I suppose. Clayton, I got to. I got to. In closing, there's one thing that I saw yesterday, and I should have sent it to you. Um, uh, I, I did see it on Twitter. I should have. That pours more fuel. Okay, this was yesterday. Oh yeah, it was Tom Ferdu Tom Ferducci's uh, uh, video, or his. He, he was getting interviewed, I think, on MLB TV. I got to. Oh yeah, this is what. That's what it is. I got to send this to you. Um, what game was this? Um, Kershaw three fifty one that day. I can't remember which game this was. I got to look. Uh, it would have been game. Where the hell is it? Game five of the 2017 World Series. Mm -hmm. uh, Clayton Kershaw threw 51 sliders and curveballs and got zero swings and misses. <laughs> like, wow. we're talking the best pitcher for the last <laughs> 10 years with a mean slider and curveball, no matter what you say about his performance in the playoffs, what have you. I was, was going to say, his problems are, he was bad against not just the Astros. But. Right, but that's stupid. That's stupid. Like he's it, like one of those is going to be impossible to lay off of. But but, but dude, didn't you hear that um, the Astros players they they cheated the whole the whole season, but it didn't help them at all. Who said that? Every single player on the Astros. Oh my gosh, fuck you! Just say you're sorry. <laughs> Just say you're fucking sorry. Just say you're sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, it is a, a huge mistake. They've all been pieces of shit in response to this, for the most part. There've been some folks who aren't with the Astros anymore who have been rather apologetic, but just. Just 
acknowledge what you should did. I be mad about this as a Red Sox fan? They beat uh, the Red Sox. I don't the, think, buddy. I don't think you have any ground to stand on there. Well, Karen. as of today, I have. As of today, I do. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today, today. May, well, maybe, maybe tomorrow I won't. But today, I'm fine. Oh my god, too much, too much. Well, I'm not going to talk to you for a while, but I mean, take some, uh, take the sports nerds koozie with you, and yeah, no, uh, definitely will. Let's get some picks. But uh, it was good talking to you, old boy. As always, yeah. I got to go pee really bad. I may have to poop <laughs> too. I got to, I got to battle that incontinence. Yeah. You know, for yeah, sure. You, you sound you sound very continent to me right now. <laughs> well, sorry if we offended anybody. Actually, not really. I mean, I think I think hopefully we had a, a more realistic conversation about Kobe than folks have been able to have on ESPN. Kobe was a great fucking basketball player. Great basketball <laughs> player. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, he was yeah. a great basketball player. Absolutely. But his uh, his life was not as pure, nor are any of our lives as yeah. pure as uh, they get framed once we die. Well, that's that's for sure. Some more than others. But Dan Lair, cheater. Uh, sorry, he's not going to listen to this. But <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll talk later. Later. See you, buddy. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds.